0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I'm glad to hear from you. I'm glad that you're here with me. Let's talk about a few things. Now, before we get to the normal show, we got to hit a topic. And this topic is, there are a lot of red flags to let you know that a relationship is on life support, that it is almost over. But one of the hidden relationship uh, red flags is when a woman or, say, the male in the relationship who takes the nurturer role stops caring what you're eating or if you're eating. Now, you say, oh, that is silly shit you're talking about. But let's be realistic. There are roles that people take in relationships. One's going to be the hunter-gatherer, the protector. The other one's going to be the nurturer right? The one who's going to be more concerned with health matters, who's going to be concerned with diet. And if you have a cisgender relationship, this female is going to have some kind of maternal instincts that's going to kick in. That's going to be what she shows is your best interest at heart. Now, she doesn't care if a hot meal is on the table. She doesn't give a damn if you eat McDonald's every day. She doesn't care if you ate lunch she is out. She is actually letting you know in a way that she is out. Now, we all have clear signs. Relationship is bad. and There's no need to really get into those, but they're for the most part cheating, constant fighting, money issues, raising the children issues, abuse, or the relationship has run its course. Now, it's up to you to decide if any of those things are worth fixing this or bailing out before somebody gets physically, emotionally, financially destroyed, wrecked, or hurt. Because with these different roles, you can, and I do not pretend to understand a woman's mind, nor will I sit here and tell you that I have any way, shape, or form that I'm going to fantasize that I can think as a female would think. or think as a male with a male would think. But this is like a very overlooked issue. You got to just look at it. If you are getting those red flags, she does not care anymore. You can, like I said, you can come home with McDonald's today, Burger King tomorrow, White Castle's the next day. And she doesn't complain about you getting fatter, you getting less healthier. She just doesn't give a damn. Then she is letting you know in her own way that she no longer cares because it just goes against her nature to do this so just something to think about i just like to come up with something it ain't got to be the deepest shit but it's just got to be something to give you a little bug in your ear and if you're one of those fellas that's going through this i mean you know your mother taught you or your father taught you god bless the child that's got his own but you got to also look out for who you're laying in bed with and what their intentions which you are so protect yourself address this if you feel it's necessary ignore it and reap the consequences of what will happen to you as far as this relationship goes we are on halloween today people it is halloween i don't know how halloween went from what it was to what it's become halloween is now this adult thing multi, I guess, millions, hundreds of million dollar industry where adults used to allow children to enjoy this day. It seems like the adults have now taken this day away from the kids and it's become more about them showing off and showing out and living the next cosplay fantasies than the children being able to enjoy a day of nonsense. I always really did not like the idea of Halloween how dare you send your brats to somebody's door to beg for candy? I don't think it's right. I, I always thought it was dumb. I thought the base of it was uh, evil and cult-like, and it dealt with a lot of darkness. There's not a light, a lot of light that goes around Halloween. It's not like a sunny, shined, bright holiday that uplifts anything. It's about the dark side of humanity, so I really don't like it and people please get your asses out to the polls if you're going to go early go early if you're going to wait for election day then wait for election day be informed about who you vote for you don't have to just vote across one party line If you're informed, there might be some other people from another party who actually feeds into what you believe in, and that's fine. I don't care who you vote for. Just make sure that your vote counts. While our vote counts, let's make our vote count because there might become a time soon where our vote don't mean shit. But while it counts, make it count, okay? Remember, get out to vote early or the day of election. I do not care which one, but please do so. So Kanye West had what, Oh, interesting week he had last week. Adidas finally announced that their plan to end their relationship and partnership with Kanye, you know, so Yeezy and a string of other companies have severed ties. Belangana, Vogue, JP Morgan, his talent agency, CAA, Def Jam, Aaron Donald, Jalen Brown, who's been going back and forth on the fence over this. Uh, The Donda Academy officially closed. Uh, There's a lot going on with Kanye. This dude is still not addressing anything. He's still pointing fingers. He don't realize that he has four fingers, and one of them is a thumb that faces back to him. And some of the responsibility for the things that he is going through or the things that he is going through are solely based on Kanye's thoughts, Kanye's mouth, Kanye's fingertips as he tweeted and posted videos. He has to take some responsibility as an adult, and it really makes no sense that he chooses not to. So Elon Musk Musk has completed the $44 billion Twitter takeover. Uh, Twitter came back hard, strong, and fast with the negativity, the uh, anti-black sentiment, Elon is now coming up with this really ridiculous idea to make people pay for their blue stars. Uh, We'll see how this goes. We'll see where this heads. We'll see uh, if Elon Musk is going to make this a good social media experience or a horrible social media experience. I don't think you should be able to throw around the F word, the N word, the K word, the S word. Uh, I don't think you should be able to just use this as a blind form of attacking other people's nationalities, sexuality, and lifestyles. So we shall see. Uh, Me, personally, I don't give a damn if I'm banned on Twitter. I don't care if I go forward with Twitter. It's a means to an end. I use it only to promote strange talk with Doc. Other than that, I really don't do anything. I follow no celebrities. Zero. You can go to my Twitter page, and you will see listed under following, it will say a big fat donut zero. I don't care about your status in this world. I love sports. I love entertainment, but I don't like the word follower. And so I'm totally against the word follower. I'm against the word friend on Facebook. And so those things do not fall into me And my lifestyle, it would make me a fraud to be any of those. So I choose to, to separate myself from that. For $2 tonight, October 31st, you can go to bed with a sweet dream. Somebody is giving you a chance to have a fantasy dream tonight because the Powerball jackpot is $1 billion. One billion dollars. I am not telling you to gamble. You may have a gambling addiction. You may have a problem with handling money. And I'm not saying go out there and spend hundreds of dollars. I said for two dollars, eight quarters, 20 dimes, 40 nickels, 200 pennies, you can take a chance on buying a. say you don't have a favorite number go out there and buy a um a quick pick ticket for two dollars that's all I'm saying that's just a bug in your ear you want you choose to ignore that that's on you but you know what who says that God won't bless you your family and all your offsprings going down the line for two stinking two dollars? But that's just the way that goes. It's, that's a decision, a personal decision. For religious reasons, you might be against it. Like I said, you might have an addiction that may say that you can't get involved. You might just have standards and practices in your life that say this goes against them. I'm not asking you to do that. I don't get paid by the uh, lottery commission of any state. So it's not like I'm doing this as a commercial. This is just me informing you of what's going on out there in the world. The UFC had a card this week. I mean, there were some very interesting fights. Calvin Kattar fought Arnold Allen. Uh, Calvin Catar's leg, his knee buckled at the end of the first round, and Arnold Allen was smart enough to attack this knee in the beginning of the second round, which caused this fight to be stopped by TKO. Well, it's a TKO, but as far as I'm concerned, this was a knee injury that caused the stoppage. It wasn't like Arnold beat him up, but he had to do what he had to do to get the W, and it happened to be his 10th straight W in the UFC. Max Griffin won a decision, a split decision over Tim Means. This was a good fight. Max Griffin needed to win. Tim Means is a steady, hardcore veteran. Uh, we also had Waldo Carrez. Acosta, he fought Jared Vander, and uh, Cortez Acosta defeated him by unanimous decision. That was also a good fight. These were heavyweights. Josh Freem fought Tishon Gore. Gore desperately needed a victory. Freem was a much taller man, but he got caught in a nasty, and when I mean nasty, chokehold in the second round, it was a devastating choke. It, I mean, he lifted him off the ground, he put him to sleep, and Gore really, Treshawn Gore really, really needed this fight. I think that he was fighting for his UFC career in this fight, and he showed some uh, desperate, he showed how desperate he was to get the W, and I'm happy for this young man because I enjoyed watching him fight on The Ultimate Fighter, and he did good. And Justin Jacoby fought Khalil Roundtree. Round tree won a split decision, three round fight. This was back and forth. It was very competitive. It was this one of the very best UFC cards I've seen in a long time? No, I didn't even bother watching the prelims after watching the main event because I was kind of worn out from this. I watched a lot of football and I was like, you know what? This is good enough. I just wanted to see the main guy, especially Khalil, and uh Gore, that's who I really and Calvin Cato this is what I really watched this for. But if you choose to go back and see it, you won't be bored. If you're a UFC fan, it was a good card. Now, on 11-5, UFC Vegas its going to be Amanda Lemos versus Marina Rodriguez. Neil Fact Namagny is fighting D-Rod Daniel Rodriguez. Nate Manson is fighting Tigar Yulanovich. Uh, Jin Eufry is fighting Pollyanna Vel- Velia. Grant Dawson is fighting Mark Matson. Josh Pearson is fighting Chase Sherman. Amanda Marrick is fighting Shana Young. So you're going to have a good mixture of male and female fights. And I love a card that has a mixture of male and female fights. This last card that was just yesterday had no females on the card. I hate those cards. I like to see the ladies throw down because they don't usually bullshit about when they get in there. It's not a lot of fill out period. It's usually go at it, get at it, and get it on. And I love that. That's what I really, really, really enjoy about the ladies, how they They go in there and they throw down from round one. Not a lot of waiting around. The men are worried about being knocked out, so they they kind of feel themselves out. Now, let's talk some, excuse me, let's talk some NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers finally won a game last night, and they are a very disappointing one and five. The Nets are also a very disappointing one and five. But my San Antonio Spurs, who I have been leaving off of my games of the week, to to check out. I'm going to reevaluate that after this week because they are a surprising five and two. Now the Nets owner Joe Shy had to actually condemn Kyrie Irving because he tweeted about some anti-Semitic or supposedly anti-Semitic video where he bigged up this Hebrews to Negroes video. I tried to check out some of this Hebrews to Negro video. It was very hard to find online. I'm not paying an outlandish amount of money to see it. There was a very small clip on YouTube, maybe a two, three minute trailer. It didn't really seem like it was getting at anything. Uh, Kyrie Irving is an uh, accident waiting to happen for the Nets. I think that he has to be moved on from this team. He's going to eventually implode. He's going to cause them more harm than good. And like I said, they're already suffering at a, 1-5 one and five record. This is the same record that the Detroit Pistons and Orlando Magic are running around. In. There's no way in the hell you have Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and KD, and you're one and five out the gate. It just does not make sense. My San Sp- Antonio Spurs had to waive the 2021 12 over round, 12 over round pick, Joshua Primo over elegant allegations that he exposed himself to men and women multiple times. This young man said that he was going to go get some mental health. He obviously needs it. Uh, Exposing your genitalia to people who are not asking you to do so is a violation of their rights. It shows that you are unstable. It is not something that any human should do to another human being. Now, there are enough people who might want to see your genitalia when you're making $4.1 million a year. And those are the people he should be showing it to, not males and females. And he's doing this at work. So imagine what he's doing when he's not monitored. And what took the spurs so long under this regime would pop to address this, because I'm sure this didn't all happen on one day. But I hope Mr. Primo gets the help he needs. We are talking about a kid. We're talking about a 19, 20-year-old kid. He was one of the youngest players to come into the league last year. And you know what? Before it gets any worse, let's get him the help that he needs so he can go on and live a life. He might never play in the NBA again, but he needs to go on and live a life and be productive. This kid has hit a lottery ticket by being who he is and being drafted where he was and to throw that lottery ticket in the garbage, and maybe even throw his future freedoms in the garbage over his penis. And I did a show on that. You cannot let your dick rule your life. I did a show on that. If you go back into my archives, maybe five or six, seven episodes ago, I did an article, I mean, an episode about why I think it's so important that we have control over our mental, that controls our loins, our genitals, and that we don't, make ourselves suffer for the things that our penis, which has no brain of his own, uh, no matter what people say, it really does not have a brain of his own. We can't let that or what we think it is control the rest of our being. But that's all I want to say about that. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think are the NBA games of the week. I don't have any games of the week for today. But Tuesday, you got the Golden State Warriors versus the Heat. You also have the Bulls versus the Nets. The Nets either going to turn it around and they're going to continue shitting the bed. Wednesday, you got Zion, who was back and healthy, playing against the Lakers, who got AD back. So they have moved Russell Westbrook to the bench. The Lakers actually got a victory out of it. Let's see what they do with these young studs in New Orleans. Friday, you got the Bulls versus the Celtics. Golden State Warriors playing the Pelicans, the Jazz are playing the Lakers. Saturday, you got the Blazers versus the Suns. I'm not even sure if Leonard is going to be playing. Lillard is going to be playing. And then Sunday, you got the Jazz versus the Clippers. Now, the Clippers are come and go because you never know what day Kawhi Leonard is going to need off. Uh, this is a man who is constantly, consistently missing games. I've never seen a dude who has missed as many games in any profession as Kawhi Leonard. He really catches a little or no flack over it, but that is the bottom line. And something has to be done about Mr. Leonard as far as getting on his ass and getting out there and earning his paycheck. Like his his responsibility, every human's responsibility. If you have a job, if you don't show up for work, availability is accountability and being unavailable makes you one of the worst, not one of the best. You can't be one of the best of anything when you're not available. So Major League Baseball, we're in the World Series. We're game two. Well, we're heading into game three between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. The series is tied 1-1. And so far, the biggest controversy has been that this brother, Eric Barton, used some wrong words in the national anthem Leading into the first game of the Nash, uh, World Series. I went back and I listened to this. Other than him using the word gleaming when he, he used streaming instead of gleaming, which was an error, he sung a beautiful version of the national anthem. So we cannot take away from Mr. Burton the fact that he actually put in the work. He actually made it sound good, and you could tell that this was a live performance, because it it was not a live performance. You wouldn't have had that glaring error of that missed word, which he did not once, but he did twice. So I'm gonna forgive him for this because it wasn't like he totally botched the national anthem. I mean, he raised some heads. You seen some eyebrows go up, but the rest of the song was sung beautifully. He had a great voice, so I'm not gonna uh, come down on him. I'm hoping, and this is really hard for me, I really don't care anything about the Astros, and I care less about the Phillies, but I prefer the Phillies to win just because I hate Houston. I'm a Yankee fan, and Houston being a thorn to my Yankee side, I never want them to prosper, so I'm hoping the Phillies can turn this shit around when they go into Philadelphia and go up 3-1 and close this bad boy out, okay? Now, I'm going to take one. In the NFL, this week, Matt Ryan was benched by the Colts, and they turned to sound Ellinger at quarterback. The Bengals' Jamar Chase injured his hip and could be out anywhere from four to six weeks. I mean, damn, this is a big loss for the Bengals. I feel bad for that team. They were rolling. Chase was rolling. Boyd was rolling. The uh, barrel was rolling. I mean, this is a real uh, stumbling block, uh, roadblock, block, if you will and but he's coming back so hopefully he comes back at full strength he's very young he should be able to recover very quickly but you hate to hear about anybody hurting their hip at any age so in the Thursday night football game we had the ravens go up against the bucks the ravens won this game 27-22 this was tom brady's first three game losing streak since 2002 Nobody who played in 2002 should be still in the NFL in 2022, but Mr. Brady is. And uh, Baltimore just dominated them on the ground. The Bucs look like shit right now. There's nothing else I could say about that. Uh, you know what? Tom Brady's had a lot of success over his career. Nobody's going to cry for a man who's won and made so many teams go home. Yesterday, we had a London game. The Broncos beat the Jaguars 21-17, and that snapped their four-game losing streak. Russell has not been cooking people, but I will say this Travis ATN was the player of the day. He ran for 156 yards on 24 carries, but that wasn't enough to give the Jaguars the victory. I mean, the Broncos eked this out. It was not a very, what I would call an exciting or good game. Those poor people in London. They're getting half-assed games, but you know what? They got American football, and that's that. The Philadelphia Eagles stomped the Steelers 35-13. Jalen Hurst threw for three touchdown passes. He threw three touchdown passes to A.J. Brown in the first half alone. He finished with 285 yards and four touchdowns passing. I mean, this was an easy victory for the Eagles. The Steelers are in deep, deep, deep problems. They're not coming out of this this year. Uh, That picket kid is not ready. That team just seems bad. I mean, they got bullied. A.J. Brown was standing over guys, pointing at them like idiots while they were laying down in the end zone, and he was standing over them like a contouring chief. The Patriots beat the Jets. This was a shocker to me, 22-17. I thought that the Jets were ready for prime time, but they are the New York Jets, and this is what they do. Zach Wilson went out there and passed for career-high 355 yards, two touchdowns, but he completed less than 50% of his pass, and he threw three ugly-ass interceptions, and the Patriots capitalized on all of them. It wasn't like they looked great, but Zach did not look good. Don't let those 355 and two touchdowns fool you. you got to think about those three interceptions, which were really, really bad. My Dallas Cowboys beat the Bears 49-29. Tony Pollard rushed for a career-high three touchdowns and 131 yards, and he did this on only 14 carries. Dak Prescott looked a lot more like himself in his second start back. He went 21 for 27 for 250 yards. He had two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Micah Parsons scored his first career touchdown when he – picked up a fumble recovery, and ran it into the end zone. Justin Fields made a huge mental error by instead of tapping Micah Parsons on the back or shoulder, leg, whatever, he jumped over him, which, I mean, you know, for me, it was great because Chicago was on a drive at this point, and if they would have scored a touchdown, it would have been more competitive. But when they got this touchdown, it put the Cowboys up by, like, 17 or 20 points, and basically that was it. The Vikings beat the Cards 34-26. This is the Vikings' fifth straight win. Dalvin Cook rushed for a season-high 111 yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousin passed for two touchdowns and ran for another. Kyler Murray passed for 326 yards and a season-high three touchdowns, and one of them was a gem to DeAndre Hopkins, who caught a one-handed grab. Uh, the Vikings are really in surprise, one of the surprises of the league. Now, a game that I got to go into. The Falcons beat the Panthers 37-34 in overtime. D.J. Moore caught a 62-yard touchdown from P.J. Walker with 12 seconds remaining, and it tied the game at 34 and only thing the Carolina Panthers needed was an extra point to win the game, but DJ Moore got a penalty for uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. Just pushed the ball back 15 yards, right? So this Eddie Panero goes in to kick the extra point. He misses the extra point because he couldn't handle the additional 15 yards. Then they get an overtime. They get an interception for 54 yards, take the ball down to the Falcons' 20. Eddie Pinero gets another chance to win this game for a team that fought back. A 32-yard field goal, and he kicks a wobbler. 32 yards is shorter than that regular extra point. He could not do his job as a professional. And if we hear that Eddie Pinero has been cut by the Carolina Panthers today, do not be shocked. But the Falcons came back down the field. They kicked the field goal and won the game. That was, I felt so bad for all the Carolina players because they fought back hard. And for this kicker to consist back to back. Not like these were blocked or anything. It's not like he was in bad wind condition. He was in Atlanta. He's in a dome. There is no reason to miss these kicks. The Dolphins beat the Lions 31-27. It was the Tyreek and Waddle and Tua show. Tyreek Hill had 12 receptions for 188 yards. Jalen Waddle caught eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. This is Miami's second straight win under Tua Tilova. uh He went twenty-nine for thirty-six for three eighty-two and had three touchdowns. The Saints beat the shitty Las Vegas Raiders twenty-four to zip. Andy Dalton went twenty-two for thirty for two hundred twenty-two yards, two twenty-nine and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had three touchdowns, one rushing, two receiving. David Carr passed for a whopping. 101 yards and one interception, and went 15 for 29. Uh, McDaniels has got this team going backwards. I know that they miss him, Walla. but 24-zip to get zero points makes no sense. Las Vegas deserves a better team than this. Uh, I think maybe Derek David Carr. Oh, it's Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It's Derek Carr. He has to reevaluate that he is a number one or not because this is something's wrong there. Jacobs is too good a running back, uh, Adams is too good a wide receiver, Waller, when healthy, is too damn good a tight end for a team to be struggling the way they are. The Titans beat the Texans 17 10. Derrick Henry. Rushed 32 times for 219 yards and two touchdowns, and that's basically it. Because, you know, what does the Texans have, really? If you have a running back dominate like that, you should win the game. The Seahawks beat the Giants, who were on a four-game winning streak, 27-13. Geno Smith and Seattle's defense led them to their third straight win. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were kept under wraps. And that was it. They, they had this kid on the Giants who had two very costly fumbles, one on kickoffs or punts, which led to points for Seattle. And that was that. The 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 14. So they are on an eight-game regular season winning streak against the Rams. And it just continues. It seems like no matter who the Rams are, What's going on between these two teams? The Rams just cannot beat the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey had the hat trick of touchdowns, and he's only the fourth person to ever do this since 1970 mergers. And two of the people who have done it are Hall of Famers, Ladanian Tomlinson, Walter Payton, and the wide receiver for the New England Patriot, David Patton. And if you don't know what the hat trick is, that is throwing a touchdown – catching a touchdown, and rushing for a touchdown. So McCaffrey's already paying dividends, and he's only been in San Francisco for two games. The Commanders beat the Colts 17-16. The hometown boy, Terry McLaughlin, caught six passes for 113 yards, and the big one was a 33-yard catch with 26 seconds left that set up Taylor Heineke's one-yard touchdown run to give him the victory. Okay, the Bills beat the Packers 27-17. This is the fourth straight loss for Green Bay Packers. We'll see how Aaron Rodgers handles this. Usually his day of going off is Tuesday with Pat McAfee. we see the ridiculous bullshit that he says about his teammates then. But Josh Allen completed, and this wasn't like a Tremendous game for Josh, but it was enough to get the victory. Josh was 13 for 25 for 218 yards and two touchdowns. Now, the Monday night football game is the Bengals, who are 4-3, are going up against the Browns in Cleveland at 2-5. So this is the Battle of Ohio. But let's not forget the Bengals will be short Jamar Chase. But they have Boyd, and they also have a running game. But the Browns have a beautiful running game with Hunt and Chubb. So this should be a good battle. But I'm picking the Bengals to win this game. I am definitely picking the Bengals to win this game. Now let's look at some of these teams' records. We're just going to give a brief recap of where people are sitting because we're almost at halftime. The Bills are 6-1. The Titans are 5-2. The Chiefs are 5-2 the Ravens are 5-3, the Jets are 5-3, the Dolphins are 5-3, the Chargers are 4-3, Cincinnati is 4-3, New England is 4-4, the Colts are 3-4-1, the Broncos are 3-5, the Raiders are 2-5, the Browns are 2-5, Jacksonville is 2-5, Pittsburgh is 2-6, Houston is 1-5-1. Now in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated at 7 and 0. The Vikings are 6 and 1. The Seahawks are 5 and 3. Atlanta is 4 and 4. The Cowboys are 6 and 2. The Giants are 6 and 2. San Francisco is 4 and 4. The Commanders are 4 and 4. The Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions are 3 and 4. Tampa Bay is 3 and 5. Green Bay is 3 and 5. The Cardinals are 3 and 5. The Saints are 3 and 5. The Bears are 3 and 5. Carolina is 2 and 6 and Detroit Lions are 1 and 6. Now the games of this upcoming week. You got Philadelphia going into Houston. Philadelphia remains undefeated and goes 8-0. They beat the Texans. As far as I'm concerned. The Chargers are going into Atlanta. Atlanta's not an easy victory for anybody. I'm not hyped up on Herbert and the Chargers, so I'm taking Atlanta to win at home. Now you got the Dolphins going into Chicago. I got the Dolphins on the road beating Chicago Bears. You got the Panthers going into Cincinnati. Cincinnati cannot afford to lose to the Panthers, even though the Panthers have been playing a lot better ball since Matt Rule has been fired. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Green Bay is going into Detroit. Actually, Green Bay should be good enough if they can put up points because Detroit can put up points. Green Bay can get the victory on the road. The Colts are going into New England. I don't really trust New England. I didn't like the way Matt Jones looked, even though they beat the Jets. But the Colts are shaky. Oh, my goodness. This is a hard one. I'll take New England just because they're home in Belichick, right? The Bills are going into the Jets. The Bills got to put a stranglehold on that division, so the Bills have to beat the Jets. The Vikings are going to go to 7-1 against the Commanders in Washington. I actually like Jacksonville at home against the Raiders. The Raiders have showed me absolutely nothing. And I actually like Seattle Seahawks going into Arizona to beat the Cardinals. Okay, their passing game is going to improve in Arizona with Kyler Mary and DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie. But Seattle's running game is so stout, man, that and they play so hard. I believe in Seattle right now. The Rams are going into Tampa Bay. Whoever loses this game is Pretty much buried for the season. I don't like the Rams. Cooper Cup got a little dinged up yesterday. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers to actually beat the Rams and put their season and their hopes of defending their title to rest. On the Sunday night game, you got the Titans versus Kansas City. Tennessee is basically the Derrick Henry show. Kansas City is much more rounded. They're home, let's see a red and noise. I'm taking KC. And next Monday night's game is going to be the Ravens going into New Orleans to play the Saints. I like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Now, a couple of teams have bye weeks next week. I get to relax because my Cowboys are off. The Cleveland Browns are off. Denver Broncos are off. New York Giants are off. Pittsburgh Steelers are off. And San Francisco 49ers are off. Next week, I am going to talk about when faith does not match your reality. A lot of times our faith does not match our reality. And I'm going to talk about that next week, but I'm going to leave that alone for now. That's just a heads up. If you're interested in that topic, you'll know that will be next week's show. Remember, when she or he stops caring about what you eat, that is also another red flag. This is one of those overlooked red flags that a relationship is on life support. So take the time to think of and evaluate Because eating is about your health, eating is about your upkeep, eating is about your well-being, and it's also a form of showing love to another person, sharing meals with them. And if they decide that they don't give a rat's ass what you eat or anything like that, you got to start looking, maybe that relationship is in as good a shape as you think it is. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you, each and every time people, peace to you